Welcome to Extraordinary People, the podcast that highlights people who inspire others, have made significant contributions to the world, or who have overcome adversity. This show is hosted by Shirley Bogtel, author, educator, wife, mother, and grandparent. Learn more and subscribe today at ShirleyWachtel.com. And now, here's my grandma, Shirley Wachtel. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Extraordinary People. I have a fascinating interview today with um, someone that I think really encompasses the American dream. Um, But I will uh, let her tell her story. Um, Her name is Juliette Toloday, and I met Juliette through a friend, and um, I was I was always interested. She has such a unique background, but yet a background which I think can inspire all of us. So, good morning, Juliet. Good morning, Miss Wachtel. How are you? I am good. I am good. It's a delight for me to have you on the program today. Um, Thank you. I I would like to begin. Um, by um, first noting that um, I think I'm correct in saying that your main love in this life is family. Am I correct in that? Yes. Yes. Yes, you are. And um, and you you haven't had it easy coming to this country, and I know you made it um, just a a goal of yours to have your f- whole family here with you and really have the benefits of freedom and liberty. So I'd like to begin by going way back um, to when you were a little girl, not that way back. Yes. And um, yes. tell me about your life. And uh, you're from Benin, is that right? Benin, Africa? Yes, I'm from Benin, Republic of Benin, West Africa. Um, Republic of Benin is uh, between the Republic of Togo and uh, the Republic of Nigeria. And it's a French-speaking country. So that's where I came from. And um, I came to the United States. Okay. Did you learn English? Did you learn English uh, back in Benin? Um, well, after I finished high school, uh, first of all, I was born in Ghana. Okay. Because um, my grandmother, my maternal uh, grandmother and paternal grandmother, um, they all immigrated to Ghana. And um, after a while, my maternal grandmother came back to Benin, but my paternal grandmother stayed. And then my my dad went to school in Ghana, got married, and then we were all born there. Okay. Can, and, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your life growing up as a child? How many were in your family? Were both your parents with you? What What kind of home did you live in? What kind of schooling did you have at that time? Sure. Um, when I was four, it's like um, now somebody has to go to um, Benin to learn uh, the French system. So it's like many, many, many more. It fell on me. 
So my grandmother decided to take me to Benin. However, we had no immediate family mm-hmm. in Benin. So I stayed with the nun. Then I was in a boarding school right from four. Four years old, I was placed with the nun. And I stayed with the nun. My dad would come from Ghana um, during the summer to pick me up because it is a long vacation. It's about three months then, and then I'll go back to Ghana State, and then uh, when it's time to go back to school, they bring me back to school, and we'll be doing the back and forth, back and forth, until I turned 12, mm-hmm. and my grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, then my, and then my aunt, my, um, my daddy's uh, senior sister, has to come and live in Benin, and then she took me over. And uh, I stayed with her and then continued schooling until um, I reached 18, um, Civil Street High School, and went back to Ghana to my dad and my mom, mm-hmm. and then real family. Did you have brothers and sisters? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, my yeah, We were all eight. Oh my. From my mom, my mom's side. Um, actually, my older brother, Dr. Joseph Menisi, um, he was um, the, the chair and the pro- professor at um, um, uh, it's the State University of Louisiana. It's uh, uh, one of the um, Louisiana College. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was there, and then um, and, and that is how I found myself here too, because I came to visit, mm-hmm. and um, I, I stayed over to, to look for the American dream. Too. Okay, well, you talk about the American dream. What is it that you were really looking for? Why did you make that decision to come to this country and not just um, stay where you were? Because after all, it must have been a very scary thing for you, um, moving from all the way from Africa, um, not really knowing too many people in America. So why were you so determined that you had to do this? I came from... A nice family, nice background. I got married, had three children. I was a, an elementary school teacher back home. Um, then I was already, I finished school, French and English, and I was teaching in a regular Nigerian school. It is called Nigerian International School. Mm-hmm. So I worked in that school for 15 years as a teacher, classroom teacher. And then, as days go by, I look at myself and I said, I'm having children. I have three children. I need something better for my family. And in most African countries, it's the status quo. We don't have much advancement, Mm. you know. And I come from a family where um, my dad... Um, the way he carries himself, the way he talks to us, I mean, the morale, how 
you you have to live ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. We are Africans. We are there. But things don't move the way my dad saw in brain. So um, I, I'm a little in my own research. I, I know that people migrate and go to other places and that. And um, I never knew that one day I'll go that far. Mm-hmm. My older sister, the one I followed, she's Janet Menise. Because Menise is my middle name. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, she also came and she told me one day, she said, listen, if you want to be ahead of the game, you have to travel. You have to look for something better for your family. Then I said, how? Then she said, there's something called the American dream. Our brother is here. There is a way he can do it to bring um, his siblings closer, those who want to come. Then I said, really? And he said, yes. He said, if you go to the embassy and ask for a visa, you come and see, you know, just to come and... Um, See if you like America or if you don't like it. Then I said, okay. Then I started planning. It wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. You have to show the proof that you have to come back and all that. But I went beyond that and did what I'm supposed to do and prove to the American, uh, the American embassy that I'm going to uh, visit and then I'll come back. And then I came, and uh, I was given six months to to stay in the United States as a visitor, and then go back. Uh huh. Well, let and, me just let me just say um, how fortunate you were to have your father as such a role model, and to have your family really um, kind of pave the way for you to come here as well. Yes, education is something very important because if you are a learned person, you have an open mind and you know many things that, I mean, how you can live by. So my dad, he went to school, he went to the military, he was a naval officer. So he traveled a lot, Europe. The only, he said the only continent he didn't travel to is America. And when, when, when we came here and we said, Dad, do you want to visit the United States? He said, no, nah, really, I don't, I don't need to. <laughs> and we said, okay. He said, I don't need to. I've traveled so much and I don't need to. And we said, okay. So okay. My, our dad is the one that keeps, that kept emphasizing. Mm-hmm. Ahead of the game, you have to leave and stay focused. Well, certainly, certainly, you have you mm-hmm. have really done that. You exemplify that. <laughs> so, what now? You're in the United States, and first of all, mm-hmm. what year was this? And then, can you take me back there, where you know you get off the plane? What were your first impressions of this country? Oh, not even getting off the plane. <laughs> the whole thing started from 
um, Amsterdam because the plane landed in Amsterdam and then I have to take another plane to to the to New York. So before I get to Amsterdam, my other brothers and sisters back home have already told me, listen, there is something called the um, elevator, the the stair um, that you have to jump on, and then it will You know, they they describe all the all right things. escalators. And, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they said, you know, we don't have it in Benin, but you have to come to Ghana and see it for yourself. Hmm. So I went to Accra, and then we went to the big city, and they they they, they taught me how to get on the escalator. How to not to fall and all that. Oh, my. Okay. No, we don't think of yes. that usually. You had to really learn you how to see? navigate things yeah, that we take yeah, for granted. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So I got to Amsterdam, and then I had to take the escalator from one end to the other. Oh, it was beautiful. It's like the emancipated girl, you know? Mm-hmm. I felt really happy that. I didn't fall. I did it as it was supposed to be. And then on the plane, um, I it was my second time taking the plane because I went with my dad once in France and came back. But I was a child. And um, once in the plane, um, I sat by a gentleman with an American and he wanted to know how... Um, what made me to um, to travel to uh, the, to New York? Mm-hmm. Then I told him just to visit. And he said it's fine. He started start telling me about um, America and the good things, and I got fascinated. And then at night, when we were about to land in New York City, JFK, oh my God, I was so fascinated. Mm-hmm. The city, the light, you know, yes. from above. When you see New York City, it was marvelous. Yes. And I felt this is another world entirely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that we don't have those lights, but it's not the it's, it's the extravaganza. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like it's like too much. It's like a, a land. A Neverland. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes. It was pretty beautiful. Then that was, from there, I started exploring. Oh, what a country. I said, what? This is another continent. I said, I want to live here. And then my thinking coming to visit and explore became, oh, I want to live here with my family. You see, mm-hmm. but you want to live here. What does it take for you to live here and make yourself a name? Yes. I started thinking about that. Yeah, nobody, you know, we most of us, we just 
take these things for granted how how privileged we are you know those of us who have born in the, who were born here um you know i know from my own parents you know coming to this country they used to say oh the streets in america are paved with gold you know and um and i was i always felt lucky to be born here myself um yeah. but we sometimes forget you know we get we get bogged down in some of some of the conflicts we have and the grime mm. of the city and the and you know we the stress that we have in our lives that we forget to really appreciate it as exactly. someone like you I'm, did seeing it through your eyes i really appreciate mm-hmm. i i thank god God the Almighty, the Creator that created me and made the path because if He hasn't made the path for me, I don't think I will be working on it. Yes. That's how I feel. Well, so it, every day, yes. I thank Him. Yes. So you, you know, you, you owe something to the creator, but also you had to take that initiative at some point, take it for yourself. So, and yes, you God did. Says, say. God says, say in the name that faith. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to bring it to the moon. So the moon for God to lift it for you up to your head. Mm-hmm. So, so I was able to lift it to my knee. <laughs> yes. Um, so you only had six months, though, um, in the uni- in the United States. So you didn't have that much time to really get your things in order and really make a plan for yourself. So how did you go about doing that? And I want to talk a little bit about how you decided that you wanted to go from teaching to nursing. Yes. So, in order for me to stay in the United States, I told my brother my plan. And he said, okay, if that is the case, he'll file for me as a sibling with immigration because he's a citizen. Mm-hmm. He was a citizen. My brother passed away anyway uh, on November 3rd, 2013 mm-hmm. in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And I went to bury him. Peace mm-hmm. be unto his soul. Yes. Mm-hmm. So my brother filed for me with immigration. And uh, while I was waiting in line, because it's going to take about 10 years, I was told. Uh, my sister told me, why don't you do the... Um, the visa, he said, um, lottery, lottery visa. And I played the lottery visa and I won. You see how uh. the, you see the dots? Mm-hmm. You see how the dots are falling? So that is why I said it's like a path mm-hmm. that God himself has traced for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really, I, I, I can't really explain how things, the path fell you know, into place, you know, just like that. So I won the visa lottery. And under normal circumstances, I have to go back to Benin to file it. Mm-hmm. But because my brother 
already filed for me as a sibling. I'm already in the system here. Mm-hmm. So it was just easy to change my status. You were a step ahead of the game. I was very ahead of the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. And I became, <laughs> and I became um, a green card holder. Mm-hmm. So what? So... During all this time, I, during all this time that I was doing all this, I was working as home health aid because I had to survive. So I was working at home health aid in Marlboro, the retirement community. Mm-hmm. And I was living with family, the man, Mr. Man, Bernie Man, and his wife. Can I just take you back for a minute here? Um, So what was the year that you first came to this country? So you could just set the the stage for us a little bit. Yes. I came June 2000. Okay. And um, what made you, how did you decide to go into nursing? Did you, is it something that just you found available or did you, is this, was this something that you, was a passion of yours that you felt you had a calling for? Why did you change your mind in regards to continuing on with uh, teaching? Yes. I just like to help people. Mm -hmm. That is my passion. Okay. I like helping other people. So if you see all the work I did up to now, it's just helping people. I went from teaching. I came to the United States. I was home health. The main family, when I was with them, I saw some, it's like a calling. Mm-hmm. You know, I took care of Mrs. May and his, Mr. and Mrs. May's children. They loved me very much for the work I'm doing, I was doing. You know, back home, we take care of our own people without mm-hmm. being paid because we feel that it is an obligation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it was in me, in, it was in me to take care of somebody. And I did it with passion and compassion. Yes, sounds and like they were lucky they to were, have you. And they were so happy to have me. They didn't know that their mother would still live up to five years. So because I was there taking care of her, she lived. She was semi-plegic and she lived up to five years. I stayed with her good years. Mm-hmm. And while I was, I, I was living, when she passed, she passed April 2005. And I had to come back to New York to my sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, they asked me when I was leaving what I'm going to do now. And I said, I'll take a step back and now focus and see what I can do. And uh, in order for me not to just sit home and squander all the money I made for so long, uh, so many years, 
I decided to work as a marketing representative for Affinity Health Plan. Mm -hmm. So I started selling insurance for the uh, the uh, immigrants, uh, people who don't have uh, insurance. It's free. It's Medicaid. Um, free for people who don't have the means. Mm-hmm. And I started doing that. While I was doing that, my passion to go into nursing to take care of people because my patient, Mrs. Men, had given me the, she gave me the, the mm-hmm. power. It's like, it's yeah, like she, she inspired she you. She that strength. Yes, she, yes. She, she empowered to, you. Yep. Yes, to, to take care of other people. Mm-hmm. So while I was working with Affinity Health Plan, when I close around six, I go to school for for uh, CNA because you have to start from somewhere. You cannot just go into nursing just like that. So I started with CNA, and within six 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 months, I became a CNA. And um, I said, okay, now I can go and work in a hospital or a nursing home. And um, Mrs. Uh, Schwartz, that is um, Mrs. Men's daughter, she, we, we stayed in touch. And uh, she said, uh, oh, so you are seeing me? I said, yes. She said, okay, I'll help you get some job, you know, and then... She really did send, help me send the applications here and there. And I landed um, an interview at Roosevelt Hospital. Then, today it is called uh, my Sanai West. Mm-hmm. Um, I came across um, a beautiful lady from inside out who became my my nurse manager, she interviewed me and she gave me the position at a part-time CNA at the hospital. Juliet, can you tell us about um, your education? I know that um, a lot of our listeners are interested um, in possibly um, resuming education or even mm. going into nursing. I know that when you um, were at school, um, I went over some of your essays, and I must say they were quite good, better than many people who were who were born here and went through the our school system here. You write quite well, um, but what? What does yeah. one need to do in order to um, to get ahead um, and and make something of yourself in this country? I know education yeah. is prime. Yeah, education is key. You know, while um, I would say that um, um, successful people, when you listen to immigrants who are successful in America, you see that most of them. Educated people, but I didn't know until my mind told me to study, know America, learn their history. You cannot be in a country without knowing the story, the history of the country. That's how I 
applied is Thompson Direct. It's um in email course, and I did it for nine months, and I get the high school diploma for America. I have my high school diploma from back home before I got here, but I just wanted, I was curious to mm-hmm. know about America. So I did the high school diploma, and I was a straight A student, mm-hmm. very happy. And I thought, okay, and now I know the history of America. And then when my patient passed away and I went back um, to New York, I said, okay, now I want to be a nurse, but I have to start from somewhere. I went to do CNA, and then while I was doing CNA, I was going to school. And it wasn't easy. From school, I come to work. Mm-hmm. From work, I go home. I barely sleep. Yes. But I know it wasn't for a long time. So I I registered with um the union with the, the union that is working with me um at uh, uh Saint Luke's uh, Roosevelt. Then now it is called uh Mount Sinai West. Yes. And then my nurse manager told me, uh, Juliet, if you want to go to school, I will help you. So she did it in a way that um, I will go to school uh, four days, and then she gave me one day vacation. So I was using one day from my vacation and using the other four days to go to school. And at one point, I needed more time. So I worked the weekend, double shift on Saturday, double shift on, on, on Sunday, and then have one day vacation. Um, why was she doing that? She was doing that because I was working hard to achieve my American dream. Hard working makes you to be recognized for being exceptionally efficient. You have to mm-hmm. put some effort for somebody to recognize you. What you can use for, well, the work you can do for about, let's say, two hours, you can plan and see how you do it. And within an hour, an hour and a half, you perfect it, you do it, you finesse, mm-hmm. and then you are recognized. So it is from my work ethics that my nurse manager said, yes, I will help you. You see? Yes. So I've been going to school, working, going to school, working, until I got my associate degree in nursing. Where did you oh, get it, it from? Was, Where did you get your degree? I, I, I went to Manhattan Community College. Okay. It's called BMCC, uh, Borough of Manhattan Community College. Mm-hmm. You would think that when you hear community college, it's going to be easy. Girl, they don't play. The community <laughs> colleges, they don't 
Please. I think you I know a little that? bit about that, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Having to- teaching at a community college for uh, oh, over 25 yes. years. Yep. Oh, yeah. I can tell you, you nope. are right. Mm-hmm. Community, you don't, you don't, you, I mean, do it or leave it. Mm-hmm. They, the professors it's rigorous. are very strict. Mm-hmm. And they know what they want from their students. Mm-hmm. And I was glad I chose Borough uh, of Manhattan Community College. Okay. After I graduated from the college, before we, we, we left the college, they brought in Kaplan. It's already in the package. Every day we come and then they will bombard us with work, questions, we do it. And the day I was going to sit for my NCLEX, I, it was just like I was going to a classroom. I went with confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, your story, your story is so fascinating because um, I think that element of passion for learning that you have is so important. And, and unfortunately, many students today don't have that passion, that desire. I think, I think the idea that you wanted to first learn about your country, everything there is to know, and then take every advantage that you could so that you could, you could finally reach your goal of becoming a nurse and, and helping people. And I think yours is the story of uh, so many others as well who are coming to this country and really not wasting a minute, not a minute of their time, um, just yeah. working constantly to achieve their goals. And um, yeah. it, it's, it's really, it's quite inspiring. Um, Juliet, first, tell us what you're doing right now. And then I want to talk a little bit about your family because we have our time is running out. Okay. Now, I didn't stop at my um, just associate. After I finished with BNCC, I took a break, found a job, and then continued on. Now, I, I, and then I did um, online classes because I already have the background, the nursing background. I don't need to go back to school before I do. I don't need to go back to a classroom. So I registered with Chamberlain Nursing School, School of Nursing. And then I got my bachelor in nursing. Hmm. And now with that, I started working. And I'm right now, I'm at Calgary Hospital. Um. I'm a staff nurse, and I love it. Mm. So you were there, and I'm sure I'm sure the patients there appreciate you as well. Um, just just listening to the way you talk about um, uh, your nursing passion and and fulfilling your dreams, I think is is something that has to be good for these patients as well. Yeah. Um, so we talked. about about that element in your life that was missing. So just um, briefly, if you could, tell us how you were able to get your family, the rest of your family here to America. Oh, 
it was so fascinating. Um, while I was working with uh, Mr. Man, he said, you are a good soul. And you didn't hesitate to take care of me and take care of my, my wife as well. I don't pay you to cook for me. You cook for me, you clean for me, you clean my, you wash my clothes as well. And if I die, whatever I have for my grandchildren, I'll take you as one of them. Hmm. And he said, um, I'll give you what I have before I die so that you can enjoy it. And he gave me $10,000. My goodness. And with the 10000 I was able to bring my older daughter. First of all, my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I told my husband that if I don't make it, make it on time, he will come and visit. And they gave him visa, and he was coming back and forth to visit me. So... Um, he was able to help my daughter with the paperwork, and she came as foreign student. And I registered her at um, St. Vincent College of Mount St. Vincent. It's um, at Riverdale, New York. Mm-hmm. And she was going there. She came. She was the first one, the older one. She came, and she was going to school at College of Mountain Defense. It was a little expensive. It's a Catholic school, and she was doing only English. She came when she was already 18. Um, and uh, I think I paid 1200 every month. Uh, and I don't have enough money, but I was paying that. And somebody told me, why don't you register her in a community college? And then... From there, she went to um, uh, uh, Queens, uh, it's in Queens, um, La Guardia Community College. Mm-hmm. And then she was going to school, I was saying. And then I brought my, the last born. Then I've already done their paperwork. And I brought the last born. She came when she was 13. And then because I don't have enough money to bring everybody at once. And then I brought my son. And uh, today, yesterday, my son um, got engaged to her girlfriend. Um, and Congratulations. It the, yeah, it was the birthday of my last one. So she turned 26. She... She um she did um she had her masters at Baruch in uh, public administration. My son has uh, his business IT in masters. Um, all here in America. Don't I don't I really didn't I really fulfill the dream? Yes. I, I think I, I I'm still. Striving to have to have more done, but 
Is your husband here? Is your husband here? My husband is here with me. Good. My older, my older daughter worked with a Fox, um, Fox News. She's not a newscaster, but she works in the department of um, uh, collection. You know, mm-hmm. they collect the money, those who and all that. Mm-hmm. She worked with them for five years, and then she moved on. Now she's in. Uh, Virginia. She got a house, and then she continued working with uh, some company. Now, um, Juliet, is is your father yeah. still alive? My father passed in two thousand ten. But he got to see he got to see his daughter come, and and eventually you became an American citizen. And my goodness, so proud. yes, he must so have been. Proud. He must have been. I, He's... I went to visit him with my American passport. Mm. And when he saw me, um, by then he was a little sick. Then I told him, Dad, promise me you'll be okay until I come back to see you again. Okay. But he couldn't wait. He was, he was proud. He was happy to see me from where I started and where I was then. And guess what, um, Juliet? You're gonna have a uh, you're gonna have American grandchildren one day. <laughs> Isn't that something? I think yes. um, I think we have to end here. Unfortunately, I could talk to you okay. all day, but I just want to yeah. thank you so much for being on the program today. And um, you. again, you are um, you do encompass the American dream. And I think telling your story, getting it out here, it, it just makes us reevaluate what being in America means to any one of us. Um, uh, So thank you again. You've been very inspiring and I'm uh, so happy that you are one of our extraordinary people today. Thanks, Juliet. Thank you so much, Mrs. Walker. Thanks for listening to this episode of Extraordinary People. To learn more about Shirley Wachtel and to subscribe to the show, head to ShirleyWachtel.com. Thanks, and we'll see you next time on Extraordinary People.